ML Nation, episode 516. No, you shouldn't reinvent the wheel, but you can customize it. Mm. You can make it your own and do things in a way that feel really authentic to you. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Danielle Natoni. Hey, Danielle, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me on your show. Danielle Natoni was a former fifth grade teacher who started with a network marketing company in April 2010. It took only four years to reach a cumulative of seven figures, and then she became an annual seven-figure earner since 2015. She's a superstar Diamond 2 coach and is the only seventh person in her entire company to achieve that rank. Danielle has an organization of over 20,000 members, and she credits her success to her consistency and authenticity. She says in order to be successful, you have to find your unique voice and don't feel you have to do what everyone else does. So Danielle, we can go more into detail on that in the show, but uh, I've given ML Nation a brief background, but share more about how did you go from being a teacher to doing network marketing? Sure. So I, as probably most people, kind of fell into my lap a little bit. I was an elementary school teacher. I taught fifth grade math and I found myself needing a second stream of income. I was up to my eyeballs in debt, couldn't even make it paycheck to paycheck. I had you know, 12 maxed out credit cards. I had nine payday loan debts. I was in severe financial trouble. And I had always had a side hustle of like waiting tables or tending bar, but I just thought I don't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to, you know, teach kids by day and serve their parents' drinks by night. And I've always loved fitness. I know that's really weird, uh, but I've always had a passion for fitness. And so I thought to myself, well, if I have to get a second job, I wonder if there's a way to do it in the fitness industry. And that little curiosity led me to signing up for a fitness certification using my tax return. And at that fitness certification, I met the woman that introduced me to my network marketing company. And she actually said, you know, that teaching classes is amazing and will fill your cup, but it won't fill your bank account. And that what she did with her network marketing company is how she was able to help her family, you know, pay their mortgage and go on trips. And that was what I needed. I was desperately seeking some way out of the financial ruins I was in. And so without knowing anything about the company, without ever have used any of our products, I just, I believed her. She thought that I would crush it. That's what she said to me. She said, I think you'd crush it. And I thought, well, you know what? Sometimes you just have to close your eyes and take a leap of faith. And I am so glad that I did because that moment in time will forever be the moment that changed the trajectory that my life was on. So what made you trust her? Is this something that she did or she carried herself that make her, make you trust her? For sure. I always tell people, especially now when I'm training my team, that it doesn't matter what you say to people. It's how you say it. It's not that she told me the compensation plan or she didn't tell me, you know, all the training I was going to get. It was she was everything I thought I wanted to be. 
She was poised and well-spoken. She seemed confident and calm. And she looked at me in the eyes and said that statement, I think you would crush this. And there was belief. I could tell that she really meant it. It was her sincerity. It was her warmth. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, you can't say the wrong thing to the, or you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. And you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. I think I messed that up, but you get the point. I was ready to receive whatever it is that she told me. And so it didn't matter. She didn't need to explain our products. She didn't need to explain our programs. I actually went home that night and told my now ex-husband that I was like, I did it. I solved all our financial problems. I'm going to you know, join this company. And he was like, well, what does that mean? What are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I just, I believed her and I believed in the pit of my gut that, that I was supposed to do this. And so I think it's really important for people to know that it matters more your stature and your posture and your sincerity than it does your knowledge of the products. Obviously that's important, but really it's your belief in others before they believe in themselves that will help them come to realize the great opportunity that is laid in front of them. So how did you do once you got started? What was your first couple of weeks like? Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible. We call in our network marketing company, uh, we call them coaches. Uh, so, or distributor, insert whatever word there. I was terrible at it. And it wasn't because I wasn't hungry and it wasn't because I didn't want to learn, but it was because in my mind, I thought, I'm not going to do that. So I was teaching, you know, elementary school all day. I had two small children. You know, I was in a different marriage at the time who he wasn't really, you know, sure about this whole thing, really thought I should have just gone and gotten a regular job. And at that point, I also started teaching fitness classes and becoming a personal trainer, just trying to find all these ways to bring an income. And so I thought to myself, wait a minute, one of the kind of vital behaviors we have in our company is to do personal development, which I'm sure, you know, every network marketing company kind of has an underlying theme of that. And I thought to myself, so wait a minute, you want me to read books? Like I, I am so busy and I'm trying to build a side business and you want me to read? And so what I found myself was not also being proof our products work. In my mind, I thought, well, I'm already fit. And fit people go to the gym. They don't do at-home fitness. And so I was really just like dabbling in in our, just kind of instead of really like letting it all consume me and just immersing myself in it, I was dabbling and I wasn't listening to what the other leaders around me were saying. And more importantly, I wasn't emulating what the other successful people around me were doing. And so I was able to convince people, um, you know, I got to our first rank or I sold a couple things here and there. And it's funny that you bring this up. I actually just shared with my team yesterday um, my income progression for my first year and my second year and how when I finally made the connection of, oh, maybe I should read a book. And maybe I should do one of our programs from start to finish. And maybe I should do what other people tell me to do. When I made that switch, the income growth almost doubled. So, you know, in the beginning, I I did not have an immediate course to success. Um, it took some hard life lessons of, wait a minute, why are other people having success and I'm not? And what I realized was, is that I wasn't listening to what other people were doing. Mm. What was that moment that made you finally switch and change? 
Yeah, it was a live event. And so I always preach to my people, you have to get to live events. Facebook is great and Zoom meetings are awesome. And and those are still a form of events and a way to show up. But man, oh man, uh, there's nothing like getting into a room. I mean, listen, that's how we connected, right? I mean, here I am eight years in, I could have said, you know what, I don't need to go to that event. I, I know all the things, I know all the answers. But I left with, you know, an iPad full of notes and new connections to you and to other people. And so I firmly believe that live events are one of the things that can reignite or ignite a business. And so it was at my first live event where I kind of was at like a crucible moment in my business where it was either like, okay, Danielle, you're going to have to figure this out or you're going to have to quit and go get that bartending job that you don't want to get because I was, I was really spending more than I was making. Right. And so at that event, I watched person after person walk across that stage and share their success story. And it was in that moment that I realized well, they all look different. They're all from different backgrounds. They all run their businesses very differently. But there was one key thing that they were all doing, all reading personal development. They were all doing one of our programs from start to finish. And they were all extremely coachable and willing to you know, do things um, that others shared with them. And so in that moment, and I always share this because that was the day, that was the day I may have joined in April of 2010, but in November of 2010, that's when I really started because that's when it all clicked for me. And I turned around to the person sitting behind me and I said, you don't know me. I was like, but mark my words, this is the last meeting I ever attend where people don't know who I am. And I promise that two weeks from today, I will be our next rank in this company. And I did that. And, you know, ever since then, that was truly the moment my business started. And it has, you know, been a nice trajectory to the top since then. That's awesome. Hey, um, before we go to, uh, I'm going to ask you about time management tips because I knew you had kids. Uh, you had to make it happen. But I just want to recognize today's show ambassador, ML Nation show ambassador for this episode, John Heath out in Los Angeles, California. And um, so, John, we'll link to your Facebook profile in the show notes with uh, Danielle. Uh, if you want to be a show notes ambassador, I'm sure you can get nuggets of wisdom. If you haven't gotten one from Danielle yet, just share this Facebook broadcast. And at the end, we'll randomly select one person and you'll be featured on the show notes page on ML Nation. So, again, congrats to John Heath. All right, back to you, Danielle. So you got two kids, you have a job, and how did you make it happen? How did you make this business fit into your life? Sure. So, you know, I'm probably going to mess up this expression as well, but you've heard people say that, you know, you have to work harder than how does that go? You know, I was willing to work harder than most people were so that I could live a life that most people can't. Right. And so when I made that decision that why not me, why couldn't I have the level of success that everybody else had? I just got extremely intentional with my time and I woke up earlier than everybody else. I went to bed later than everybody else and probably didn't sleep very much during that pivotal, like, you know, building phase of my business. And while sleep is really important now, I think that, you know, we, we should never be underslept and because, you know, it's not great for our bodies. I do think that we all go through seasons in our business. And in that beginning season, I was in a season of hustle. I quit eating in the teacher's lounge and started eating in my classroom. I declined all party events and all social activities. And I literally made building this business, my number one focus. And I told my children, I made them a part of it. And I said, mommy is working really hard now so that we can enjoy more time together later. And I put everything on my calendar, literally. And I still operate my life that way 
today. I mean, I always joke that basically the only thing I didn't put on my calendar was using the restroom. Uh, but otherwise, everything else went on my calendar from when I was going to invite people to when I was going to do follow ups to when I was going to, you know, sometimes I even like hosted in home like parties and get togethers, like literally everything went on my calendar. And I didn't care when people were like, well, so wait, you're not going to come to happy hour? No, I'm not because that's not going to move my business forward. And what I also had to get really intentional with was what I was going to cut out of my life. And that also included people. And I don't say that lightly, but I often find that what this these businesses do for us is they highlight broken relationships, not only in relationships, but like friendships. And, you know, so I had a lot of friendships that were solely based around happy hour or drinking or, you know, things that didn't serve me better. And so I got really intentional about who I surrounded myself with. I got really intentional with the things I put into my brain and in my body. And I just put my head down and I worked because I firmly believe hard work never goes unrewarded. And so um, I just, I cleared my slate of people and things that weren't in the better pursuit of me building this business. Mm. Um, Was there a specific moment where your business really took off? You can remember? Yeah. So after I went to that event, I decided, okay, I guess I'll do this whole social media thing that other people are doing. And as I was starting to do that, you know, you can get into your head very easily in a network marketing business, right? You're supposed to look at what others are are doing, but then you can also get caught up in comparing yourself. And I remember thinking, okay, if I am going to do this and I'm going to be on social media and I'm going to put my time and effort into that, then the only thing I can do is to be 100% me. And if that means that you have a a shaved side shaved head as a 40 year old mother of two in suburban Dallas, then then that's what that means. And so for me, it was that moment of deciding I was trying to come up with a team name. And for whatever reason, I came up with the name Fit and Funky. And I thought, you know what? We're always going to ring true to the funky part, which just means that we are going to do things differently and be okay with that. And we are going to be comfortable in our own skin. And we are going to be 100% authentically us. And that was the moment that my business really took off was like when I decided I don't, I don't have to fit into a box. Yes, I have to. Yes, success leaves clues. And no, you shouldn't reinvent the wheel, but you can customize it. Mm. You can make it your own and do things in a way that feel really authentic to you. And I always have honored that, that I'm not going to do something simply because someone else does it. And if I do it, I'm always going to put my unique twist on it so that it feels really authentic to me. And I and I feel firmly that that's one of the reasons that my business has been so successful. What other tips can you share about authenticity? Because I think sometimes you see a lot of people on social media, they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm just starting out. I, I don't have the success of Danielle. I don't have a shaved head. I mean, what 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 tips can you share about being, I mean, what's the definition of authenticity and what can you share about that? Sure. I think authenticity um, is defined differently for each person. But what I will say is this, one of the things about authenticity that is really hard, especially for females in this industry is to realize that you have to not care what anybody else thinks about you. That's it. I'm sure you've heard this, like your vibe attracts your tribe. And that's true. I don't need everyone to want to sit with me, right? I don't need for 
every single person to vibe and gel with me because that's okay. They'll find somebody that they will. So what probably the number one tip I can give for being authentic is being okay with not needing, like not attracting everybody. You know, be, I know there are, you know, matter of fact, today I had somebody post on my social media. They sent me a direct message and they were like, I liked it better when your hair was long and dark. Okay. And then it doesn't bother me. Right. It's mm. like, that's fine. You don't have to like. And so I think that that's probably the number one thing. I would think, th- I think the second thing when it comes to being authentic is knowing what are some key things to your brand, because we are brands. Yes. We have network marketing companies that we've partnered with. But that's not our brand. And I think that that's a really key distinguisher. The people that I find that don't have success are usually the ones that are product first instead of person first, right? I'm a brand who happened to partner with my network marketing company. And so when I identified what were some of the key things that make me me? Well, I'm funny. Um, And, you know, my, I have a blended family now. So, you know, I've gotten divorced and remarried. So I talk a lot about that. I love French fries and chocolate. Uh, People will send me like pictures when they go out to eat of like French fries. And so being okay with, yeah, I'm a fitness person who likes French fries. You know, tip number two really is realizing you are a person and a brand and you just happen to partner with your company. And so being a person and a brand first and not always just highlighting our products and knowing who you are and what you want to share. And the third tip I would say for being authentic, honestly, kind of marries with my other tip of consistency, which is you've got to show up as you every single day. Like you can't just show up as you like five days a week. And then two of the other days you're pretending to be somebody else because people are really aware and they will sense that. So when you commit to being you, you have to do that every day. And I know because earlier on in my business, um, and actually earlier on in my life, even before I partnered with my company, I was pretending to be perfect when life was anything but, and it Mm. was exhausting. Mm. And not only was it exhausting, people can see right through that. So um, those are probably my my top three tips for being authentic. That's awesome. By the way, I consider consider myself a fitness fanatic and I like chocolate too. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, um, what is... Oh, I, I'll, I'll just focus on the chocolate there. You got me uh, doing <laughs> off. Um, if, if someone has the struggling to have the self belief, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, why would I post this? Or well, I haven't successful yet. What What would you uh, recommend them to do? They like that self belief and self esteem. Yeah, you know, we hear this all the time in our industry. It's like, oh, personal development, personal development, and it can sound so hokey and like such a you know unicorn answer, but it is true. I can always tell the people in our industry who are like who are just enveloped with personal growth. They're listening to podcasts, they're listening to books, they're reading books, they're attending events. Like because when you're doing that kind of deep internal work you don't worry about what other people say, no matter what your level of success is, because you know you have a message and you are willing to, if that if at least one person hears that message every day, you know you're doing a good job. And the people who are not doing that deep work, like there are people who do personal development, meaning they read it, they check that box off. Oh, yep, did my 10 minutes today. They're not doing the deep internal work. They're not really applying it to their life. Those are the people that struggle like, oh, well, I have imposter syndrome or I'm not, you know, to this level of success. So I can't post that. So 
you know, I really can't say enough. You know, I always say you have to feed your brain as much as you feed your body. And I from I am always just constantly enveloped. I'm reading a book on my iPad and then also a physical book. And then I'm listening to a book on Audible. And then when I'm putting on my makeup, I'm listening to podcasts. Like I just want it to consume me and I love it, right? It fills me up because I know that I am better for that. It makes my family better. It makes my team better. Um, but those are the people who, most people who are doing deep internal work with personal growth, wake up knowing that if I could just impact one person today, just one, doesn't have to be 1,000, doesn't have to be 1 million. If I can just impact one person today, then I'm doing a great job. And it's the people who are not doing that deep work that they they stress about the little things. Well, this post only got this many likes and only this many people commented. None of that matters. None of that matters. And the more deep work you do, the more you'll really see that and believe that. For someone like you who's earning seven figures a year, what drives you? What continues to make you work hard? Well, first of all, I still wake up every day obsessed, like obsessed with this business. And that's why. I know that every day I am going to touch somebody new in some new way. And that is exciting. Um, also, the growth of my team, you know, where my team is pretty female dominated, but to see these women truly like, you know, some of whom were stay at home moms, grow seven figure businesses and be able to stay at home with their kids, that is like, that is so empowering. And I think the more as you grow in your own income and your own leadership, it's the success of others that fuel you up. Actually, right before we got on this call, I had a team member message me about she, you know, is going to hit a goal that she's been working on all year. And I was like jumping up and down screaming, you know? So it's like, it's so exciting to see the success of others. And quite honestly, I will say this, I am still money driven, but not in a negative way. And hear me out on this. The more income you have, the more impact you can have. You know, when people are like, I just truly want to help people, the bigger your income, the more you can donate or you can start your own foundation or you can, right? There's just endless possibilities when your income grows. I'm getting ready to send my oldest daughter to college. We actually, after this call, are headed to a, you know, a college visit and to know that she's going to be able to attend college. You know, I'm going to, I'm setting up a legacy for my children for their children, you know, for my great grandchildren. So, and I do, I have, you know, grand plans of how can I also serve the community at large by having a foundation and giving back to my community and my society. So I just, I just wake up every day. I'm like, how cool is it that a lot of what we do is done right here, y'all right Hmm. on this. And I just, you know, I, I think about the fact that, you know, I get to wake up every day, do a workout, talk to people on social media and I get to make a really significant income and impact on the people that I talk to. It's a pretty cool gig. It is. Definitely is. Hey, thank you for being uh, for so inspiring. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Uh, the first one is, what is one you have a favorite, and I'm very interested in this because you do so much personal development. What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot, but I got it for you. So it is actually not from a personal development book. It is from, so anyone who follows me knows me. I am obsessed with the character Rocky. I even took my team on a team retreat to run the Rocky steps. Um, I just, you know, I think everything about that movie, that character, all that embodiment. And so actually in Rocky Balboa, the the sixth movie in the series, he says, it's not about how hard you hit. 
It's about how hard you can get hit and keep getting up. That's how winning is done. And for me, that is such a powerful quote because we are all going to have ups and downs in this business, but it's how we handle the downs that really define us. And it's how we handle those little moments and how we pull ourselves up to truly go the distance and become the champion that we are. That to me, that's like one of the most, that's like my favorite quote. Mm, I like that. You know, that reminds me of another quote by Mike Tyson that says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> Very true. And then what do you do? <laughs> right? You're going to quit or you're going to keep going? Hey, one of our uh, viewers, Sarah, says, how do you go forward after you feel the public has seen you start and stop so many times? Consistency is a struggle for me, letting personal issues get in the way. Now I feel the public won't take me seriously. So you were in her shoes. How, what would you do? Yeah. So I would, number one, I would share that with my followers. I would. I think that there is truth and transparency. And I think when you are honest and you open up to your following, you say, hey, guys, you know what? I know that you have seen me start and stop and start and stop. And you may not believe that this time I mean it, but I'm counting on you to help hold me accountable. And that's, and I would, I would be extremely authentic and real with my following. And then I would make them a part of it. I would come up with a hashtag or some way for them to check in with you and you to check in with them so that they can see your daily progress. And here's what I know. I often get asked so much, like, how are you so consistent? Or how do you stay so motivated? And I'm like, because I share it publicly on social media. And I know that if I tell you I'm going to do something, and then I don't do it. I don't, I don't want that guilt and I don't want that, that feeling. So I would start by making a very public, just open and raw statement, which I know, I know that can be challenging and it's okay if you get emotional and doing it and know too, that not everyone will support you and that's mm. okay, but there will be some people who will be your biggest cheerleader. And so, and then you just start and you commit to that plan and you say, okay, for 30 days, here's what I'm going to commit to showing up every day, whether that's a live video, whether that's a certain kind of post on your Instagram stories. And I promise you that if you can do that for 30 days and you can involve your followers, you are far more likely to stay successful this time because they will be cheering you on. Ultimately, people want other people to be successful. People aren't rooting for you to fail. They're rooting for you to win. So give them a reason to celebrate you, but start off by being really vulnerable and honest with them. Yeah, great advice. I'd like to add two things too. It's like, you know, there's a saying, uh, Sarah, since you asked the question, it's um, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. The second best time to plant a tree is today, right? So even though you haven't been consistent in the past, like Daniel shared, you can start being consistent today. And so don't worry about, oh, I haven't been consistent in the past. Just start working on what you can do now and you let go of the past. And then like Daniel shared, as long as you get other people involved and motivated, they will be part of the process and hold you accountable. And the second thing is knowing that, you know, and Daniel talked about like your, you know, your relationships, this business filters out your friends, right? Like you used to just have happy hour friends or drinking friends is that as you know, the cool thing about social media, you're meeting all new friends. So if you start being consistent today, the person that meets you tomorrow won't know about your past, right? It's just like if you all saw me from like 15 years ago, you'd be like, oh, you know, you wouldn't recognize assignment or you wouldn't recognize the Danielle from 15, 20 years ago, right? So it's like, know that as people evolve, they will only know the new you, but you got to start doing it today. Can't agree more. So true. Hey, what is one habit that's helped you become successful, Danielle? 
Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard everybody say, you know, their morning routine is really important, but it's true. Uh, so I would say having a really intentional morning routine. So, you know, I wake up early every day, uh, but I do make sure to get between seven to eight hours of sleep. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I, I don't understand that. Or I have small kids and, and I get that everyone's in a different season, but our body recovers during rest not during work and to fully function at my optimal level. You know, I don't know why in our society it became like this. If somebody says, Oh man, I'm just so tired. I, I got like four hours of sleep. We applaud that. And if somebody says, man, I feel so rested. I got eight hours of sleep. Well, must be nice, right? We, it's like we applaud the person who is underslept and, and not well rested instead of applauding the person who takes their health as a priority because we do need sleep. So that's just a little aside, but I always make sure I get quality sleep. And then I wake up and the first thing that I do after using the restroom is I drink water and I just kind of take like an internal bath. I do not, I pick this up simply to post on stories to show that I'm getting up on my morning routine, but I don't look at my text messages. I don't answer emails. I don't get on social media. And you know, you, this is probably not brand new information, but you should be in control of the first things you see in the morning every day. And I don't want to be on the defense all day. If I start answering my emails and I start answering my messages, then I'm on the defense instead of being the one who's purposefully controlled my morning. And then I read. So I, you know, I actually drink a, a product of ours that's like a pre-workout. And so while I'm waiting for that to kick in, I read one chapter of a book and then I go do my workout. Because what I also know is, is that if I move my body early in the morning, I'm just far more productive the rest of the day. And I do that every single day. As a matter of fact, the other piece that I do with that is I lay out my workout clothes the night before. So that literally all I have to do is I wake up and I put on those clothes. I grab my phone. I drink my water. I go upstairs. I read my book. I do my workout. And then, then, and only then can I start to tackle my work day when I'm ready. So I feel like having a morning routine that works for you because everybody's morning routine is going to look a little bit different. But having an intentional morning routine, not just waking up and letting the day control you, you controlling your day um, is probably the number one success habit that I could share. Yeah, every top earner I know that any walks of life has some type of morning routine. And they're on the offense, not on the defense. Danielle, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh boy, that is a tough one because I have gotten a lot of really great pieces of advice. Um, but I think that probably the number one piece of advice that I've ever gotten is honestly just, and it sounds so cliche, but is to just be myself. And it's short, it's simple, but it has served me. And, you know, I think it's really easy in this business to want to be like other people, to, to see somebody who's successful and to think, well, I want to have what they have. I want to do what they do. I want to live how they live instead of really being like, I want to be me. I want to be me. And then I want to amplify that, you know? So for me, it's like, I don't necessarily look to somebody else and think, man, they just have it all. I want to be like them. I think, wow, they're really cool. And I'm so excited. They're living an awesome life. How can I live my most awesome life? And I'll use this example. A lot of times women will reach out to me and they'll say, just, just tell me what you eat so I can look like you. And I always tell them it doesn't matter. I could tell you what I eat. 
Doesn't mean you'll look like me and you shouldn't want to look like me. You should want to look like the best you, mm. you possibly can. So you know it's cliche, but I think the best piece of advice truly is just be you and then figure out a way to amplify that. Do you have a favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect, what do you send them? Do you do a Zoom? Do you send them a video link first? Do you give them samples? What do you like to use? No, I have, um, so I have my own like scripts, um, that I have just tweaked over time that things that have worked for me and I speak in my voice. So I actually record myself how I would say it and then I type it. So if you got a message from me and I mostly work with women, it would legit start out with, Hey girl, like I, so it's written exactly how I sound. And in that, I do have a video, um, which is a video that just is encompasses who we are as a team. When earlier on, when I didn't have that video on my team can also use that video. I would just use a third party video from our, our company, but mostly my favorite kind of tool is literally to talk to somebody as if you were to talk to them, but voice memo it. So to say, you know, Hey, I'm so excited you reached out, you know, whatever, and then listen to it and write it down so that exactly how you talk is exactly what the message in the email that you send out. So that way they understand it's like, wow, I can hear her voice in this email. And that really works well for me. I'll do a call if people ask, but, uh, I don't, I don't want to set the expectation that a call has to be done in order to sign a prospect or to sign a customer. So I like to keep everything duplicatable. So I really try to keep the communication via email at first and to have our first call be once they've joined and they've done some simple action steps. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Yeah. So I use Evernote um, and I have everything synced, you know, from my phone to my iPad to my computer. And, um, so I keep all my scripts there. I keep, you know, any, any kind of tool that I need so that I can literally grab and go at any given moment. I also, um, have the iPad pro that I see you have an, an Apple pencil. And so I use notability on there, um, as well. I really love that tool so I can still write out and keep things in, in files and folders. And, uh, another tool that I really love is a to-do app called things. Um, and I love it because it allows you to create project areas so that you can have kind of to do's within to do's. Um, and those are probably three of my, yeah, my top favorite tools. Hey, what's, uh, I know you read a tons, but what's one or two good books you could recommend? Yes. So I, um, you know, always start out any new person on my team with the compound effect. I just love Darren Hardy. I love that book. I love the simple principle of the idea that it's the small daily consistent behaviors over time that lead to big change. Um, but one of my favorite books, interestingly, is not even like a you know business book per se. Um, and it's called Shoe Dog by mm. Phil Knight the um, creator of Nike. And when I read that book, it really opened my eyes to like, because you think about Nike as this giant global brand. And when you realize that not that long ago, it really didn't even exist. And you hear all that he had to go through to, to get it to even to, you know, not even where it is today, you realize that anything 
it's freaking possible. Anything yeah. is possible. Like if Nike, the most recognizable brand, like in the seventies, barely anyone even knew what it was. Then truly we are capable of doing anything. And we have our, our businesses in a network marketing are like basically handed to us. It's like, here you go, take this and run with it. And so for me, that was like from an inspiration and a motivational like aspect. It's like, I try to get everyone to read that because everyone knows Nike. And so when you can wrap your head around, like if Nike can get to that big, yeah, I can hit X, Y, Z goal. I can, you know, I can retire from my job. I can go on that trip. And so that's really one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I thought you talked about that on this podcast. That that's probably one of the best books I've read in the last five years. Um, yeah. inspiration and like how, you know, he just like how he sold himself, right? Like he went there to Japan and he didn't even have a company name. He called it yeah. Blue Ribbon Sports because that was the first thing he thought about, the blue ribbons in his bedroom. And like Nike, like for the first 42 years of his life, he made no money until they went public. Even when they were making money, he was still in debt. And he, 42 years of his life. And uh, you, know, you think about what we go through in network marketing, it's, like a, it's really, really easy. You know, yeah. but that is, uh, I would say, the most. And someone asked me, "What's a good inspirational book to read?" I probably that is one of the most inspirational books I've read. Shoot yeah, off. I think it just gives you perspective. You know, when you're feeling really down, like oh, I I, I send out a hundred invites and I got you know ninety no's, and, and you're feeling really down about that, and then you hear that and you're like, nope, wait a minute, that's nothing in comparison. I'm still doing all right, you know. And I think it just really puts things into perspective, like that if you were to try to build your own brick and mortar or you know brand from the ground up, just how challenging that really is. What we do is hard, but it's not challenging like that. Yeah. Right? Like it just takes simple systems and consistent action. And we're kind of giving the book away, but like one of the first favorite uh, things about a book was when he hired his first employee. Remember, he yeah. took took the person out to lunch, but he couldn't even afford to pay the lunch. He said he yeah. made the employee pay that lunch. I'll put, I'll put it back on your paycheck. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. right. And we think we have it hard. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So here's the last question, Danielle, the million dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You didn't even know your kids. You didn't know anyone. You're like an alien that went to another planet. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? Gosh, that is such a great question. And I would say that I would go old school tactics. Like I would set up meetings. I would get, I would go like door to door. I would, you know, have parties, put out flyers. And, you know, you're thinking, well, why would you start on social media? You have a huge social media following. But, you know, I actually tell all my new um, coaches that come into the business that social media building trust there takes time. But where you get quick wins is in your community, is with your neighbor and the person that you work with and, you know, uh, meet, running into somebody at the grocery store. And so if I had to do it all over again, I would start right in my community, wherever it is that I was planted, I would make those connections. Because the other thing I know is this, the more you screw up a real live face-to-face -face discussion, interaction, the better you get at it and the better you get at email marketing, Facebook closing, Instagram discussion, right? Like you don't get good at that until you've had that awkward face-to-face -face kind of conversation with somebody. So if I was an alien and had to start all over, I would start by inviting all the aliens in the neighborhood over to my house <laughs> to have a good old uh, opportunity presentation. That's, you know, I like what you said. So true. It's, uh, 
if you get screwed up face to face, then online becomes a lot, lot easier. And then yeah. actually, you're the first person that said it that way. And it is true. It's easier to build trust. Uh, all you have to do is go volunteer. If you go do some volunteering, immediately people, because just the fact that you are a person that gives, people immediately will start trusting you. Yeah. Hey, as we wrap up, Daniel, it's been awesome. Any last words, advice? And then what's the best way our listeners and viewers can uh, connect with you? Sure. Um, so words of advice are this. You know, I always say I am no more special or talented than anyone. And I mean that. I don't say that in a way to devalue myself because I, I do value who I am as a human. But this business doesn't require special skill or talent. It just requires that you work every day with heart that you stay super consistent and that you you do this because you truly enjoy it, not because you're trying to catch a certain number. And so I just encourage you to release any limiting beliefs that you have over why you're not successful, to draw a line in the sand and to step right over it. And starting the minute this call ends or this podcast ends for you to tackle your business differently than you did just a few minutes before. Because truly, at any given moment, you can be successful in this business if you believe that you can. We've all seen people who, this is going to sound terrible, but you see them and you're like, well, if they could be successful, certainly I can, right? And so I think, you know, my, my best piece of advice for you is you've got to believe that you can do this that you deserve this um, and that you have all the talents and tools inside of you to build this as big as you want. And if you want to connect with me, my name is Danielle Natoni everywhere um, on Instagram, on Facebook. So I'm happy to connect and uh, get to know you better. And, you know, as long as you don't mind uh, following my crazy life, then I don't mind having you uh, reach out and you can always message me. I do my best to get back to people as quickly as possible. So um, just really grateful to get to come on here and be part of the MLM Nation today. Hey, MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you'll be hanging out with Danielle and that Tony. So keep up the momentum. Go to MLNation.com. Just click on the podcast tab and you search for Danielle. Uh, her last name, Natoni, N-A-T-O-N-I. And then uh, the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom that she shared and her link to her profiles will be right there so you can reach out to her. Hey, Danielle, in order to be successful in life and in network marketing and business, you must help others. So thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan, recap here uh, with a great show from Danielle Natoni. Go out and uh, MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab, and just search for Danielle Natoni's N-A-T-O-N-I, and you can uh, click on the show notes page. That's all the nuggets of wisdom, but also links to follow her online. Uh, a lot of lessons here. You know how Danielle, how many of you love a seven-figure earner in your business? Right. And how she got started was uh, someone just reached out to her and th we talked about this. It was about the, the person didn't need to didn't even talk about the products. She didn't even need to know about the products. She was just hungry for something. So I think a lot of you, I always share this in my trainings. You, you can't say the wrong thing to the right prospect. Right. Her, her person who gave her had just had posture has sincerity, but even tell her about the products. But Danielle was the right person and just jumped on board immediately. Now, she got into, she was able to convince people, but her turning point, again, going to events. You got to go to events. Your Danielle and I, we met at that event. The story is she was sitting in the front row. I know anyone who sits in the front row is a leader. And while I was speaking at this event, this event called Platinum Edge that my friend uh, Christine Dwyer puts 
together. And I was like, she's looking at me. I was like, oh my God, this woman's making me nervous because you know she's like the leader type, right? The leader type look, right? So throughout the presentation, she tried not to look at her. But afterwards, we connected, we joked about it. Uh, and she's one of our insider members as well. But Danielle like goes to events, right? She goes to company events, go to generic events, go to different events. And it's, it's the way to meet people, is to, is to be constantly fed. And it was at that event where she saw the vision. And she showed the vision. She realized how much bigger this business was. And this is November 2010 when she talked about it. Where she then she did three things. Leaders, they do three things. Number one, they're coachable, right? She stopped becoming coachable. Number two is she did things from start to finish. Not dabble in it, but from start to finish. If you start something, hey, doesn't matter how long it takes you, you finish it well, right? She's every program her company had, she started and she finished it. And the third third thing she did was personal development, working on her personal development, working every day. And now she's become a huge fan. You can see why she's grown so much so quickly. And, uh, and she set a goal that, you know what? She told someone, hey, this is the last meeting where you don't know who I am. And ever since that she came back, people know me. And, you know, why not me? She says, why not you, right? If you're listening to this, why not you? If you're listening, you have a desire. You know, make that intention, cast it out, and go out and make it happen. Schedule your time in. Go out there. Or she talks about being authentic a lot and things she talked about. Number one, be okay not attracting everyone. And I think that's really huge. A lot of you were, oh, I want to lose this person. Well, the person you lose is not the person that is really fit for you. Be okay not losing everyone because you not fit your brand. Second thing is, you know, be a person first instead of a product first. And I love how Danielle, she's in the health company, weight loss company. She loves French fries and chocolate. Right now, she's really, really in shape, but everyone has weaknesses. Be that first person first instead of product. And then show up every single day. Show up every single day. And because uh, that's consistency, people are buying that. And you know, if you ever stuck, I love, you know, you just focus on one person. If you can help one person, you're doing a great job, right? I think sometimes we focus, we have a big goal. If you're listening to this, you have a big goal, you want to achieve more. Just worry about, hey, focus on one person. If you can make it one person, hey, then you did your thing. You grew your business today. And the best the best part of this business, money, money says, you know, you have good values. The more money you have, the bigger impact you can have in this community, right? The bigger impact you can have. And uh, her favorite quote is not about, you know, going. it's like how when you get hit hard, can you still get up? This is from Rocky. How hard do you get hit? Or my my uh, favorite, one of my favorites, like from Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And then what are you going to do? Right? You got to go bounce back up. Uh, we shared, we answered a question from Sarah. If you have been lacking consistency, what you can do. Hey, uh, share that. Be vulnerable about it. And just to make that decision, do to be consistent starting today. The best time to grow, plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. As an ML Nation, stop being consistent today. And you, if you struggle to be consistent, check out. We have a lot of resources on mlnation.com to help you. So, hey, great show there. And the last thing is be on the offense. When you start your day, be on offense. Don't be on defensive. Don't be checking emails. Work on the plan that you set. Be intentional in your business. Hey, thanks again to Daniel and to Tony. Uh, connect with her on- online. And thanks you for listening. If you love ML Nation, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Uh, drop us a uh, review there. And thank you for listening. Yes, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. And now it's over to you. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.